He puts it on her on her face, under her nose, it touches her face. The, and then he takes his whole hand and he, he just puts it on her chin. <laughs> All three of us here have never been touched by a man. <laughs> Welcome to the Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene by scene analysis. Featuring sharp co hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support the Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 151 of Purple Hyacinth, Crucial Choice. And we have Meg back, and we have a new podcast co-host, Mossy. And everyone say hi, and Mossy introduce yourself. <laughs> yes, so I, I am Mossy. Uh, I lurk in the fandom side a lot, so some people there might already know me. Um, yeah, I got on Purple Hyacinth in May of this year, right with Circus Arc 2.0. And honestly, the moment I discovered it, I was like, I'm obsessed. This is such an amazing webtoon. So I, I binged everything, and I have been deeply obsessed ever since. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, I love it. It's so much fun to hear like the enthusiasm. I'm we're like enthusiastic as well, but it's so, so you know sweet and heartening to hear how stories and purple hyacinth change people's lives and just enrich our lives so much. Mm. And it, it's just sweet. It's sweet. I love it. Oh, absolutely. I, I've met some like I've been here so long. I don't <laughs> like to feel like. Oh no! I'm trying to remember when I came into purple hyacinth. I don't. I'll have to look. Remember, like jog my memory but I was not even like an OG like I didn't see it on Canva I didn't see it I mean like on canvas I didn't see it on like you know I was somewhere in the middle but anyway yes it's been a while I guess I did find it during its opening week so um yeah. and then I, I have given it a lot like most of my fast pass coins most of them <laughs> <laughs> all right so Masi you chose to come on a good episode yes so in the beginning is just a repeat um, of the panels where, you know, Kieran and Lauren are with Darcy and kidnapping, killing her. <laughs> so, yes. And then we, um, you know, it's just more of a flashback of the parents discovering the bloody bedroom. And we do have a panel, like a new panel of a detective taking a picture of the horror and the purple hyacinth and the bloodstains. So and I think it looks like Will inside there. It's someone blonde. Oh yes, might be. Um, and th- is that Cooper? No, does Cooper have that hair color? Cooper has a beard. The detective taking picture. I, th- I think he has that hair color. Okay. So I don't maybe- know. Well, though, it's it, I, I don't know, because he thought. Remember, he found out about it in the office with everybody else. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True. I mean, I guess this could be after that, but yeah, or maybe it's just. A, I mean, there's there's probably more than one blonde police officer <laughs> in Eleventh Precinct. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm not quite sure like why we even got these panels to be frank, but whatever. They're there. <laughs> yeah, I guess just yeah, just a little fun. bit extra extra development just showing, yep, uh it's it's a crime, all right. <laughs> Although crime. I have to say, like I wonder how well he staged it. Like did, is there a stab mark in the middle of the mattress? Did he like like did he try right. and like lacerate the heart at all? Did he like I, I, how mm. how how dedicated was he to this act? I yeah. I would think Think he would be dedicated i would hope anyway because of this whole thing already is sketchy even if he is dedicated mm. yeah you, you would hope that like after so many real murders he would kind of know how to stage a fake one like like you, you'd hope that he, 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 he hates true. 
roads or you know that's true but like but you'd think he's at least familiar with like what a a crime scene looks like and hopefully he can then make it realistic based on his yeah slide it down the glass oh my god yeah because there's there's so much blood like how did the blood like get over the curtains and like the drapes on the bed like what what happened (laughs) <laughs> Lily talked about this last time. She said mm-hmm. that the heart has so much pressure it can shoot uh, up to. Oh God! When you can just it. imagine Karen dancing around the bedroom with like a bucket of blood, going woo, yeah, just woo, splash, splash. But I, I did notice that the sheets are rumpled now because previously they were like flat as like ironed on. They were like not at all disturbed. So I'm like I'm happy to see mm. them actually disturbed now. Definitely, definitely. I feel like right. you should have left left intestines or something like i feel like he, we should have left more than a heart that's just my gut but you know mm. <laughs> <laughs> for the extra gruesome factor yeah well soft baby probably couldn't do the boy that's probably why yeah <laughs> well he's a neat murderer all right so now we have the encounter on the bridge where you know last whatever two episodes ago we learned that you know she has repeats her line congratulations purple hyacinth you have successfully failed your murder uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because they're big on parallels and how mm. Lauren looks absolutely just like thrilled. Like, yes, we're finally making progress. And Kieran just looks devastated because he knows what this means. Like, so she's yes. hot, he's just like, oh, so. No, absolutely. That was a very elaborate growth. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I, I love her little moaning here. Yeah, so, so much. Love that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good premonition of what's to come and like the emotional states that they're both in. She's pleased and he is worried. Mm. Yeah. So now we'll get into it. And he starts off and he says, I can't thank you enough for your help. Oh, it's so cute. I know, right away. I mean, the, we talked about this like previously, but the change from when people have someone that they can rely on, someone that they have developed a relationship with, you know, he's close. Mm. Like it's, he can be vulnerable with her. Mm. It takes vulnerability just to say thank you, to recognize that you owe someone a debt you're not perfect yeah. you're not alone you're not doing it all yourself so even that like a simple thank you is just showing how far they've come oh absolutely no i think yeah the progression of you know the fact that he asked her for help last episode and then this mm-hmm. episode is thanking her for her help just both of those are so huge for him just to be able to yeah he he's not alone anymore and he's he's realizing that and he's very grateful to her for that and it's just i love it <laughs> i love that i feel like i feel Karen has been in uh, um, in simp mode and thank you and and kiss the ground you walk on mode for like a hundred episodes though. Like the boys have been trying hard. You can't say say that this thank you is like a new occurrence for him because he's been doing it for like the past hundred episodes. (laughs) (laughs) A combination of I'm sorry and thank you. (laughs) And Lauren is, Lauren's response is also very affectionate in her Mm. own way, of course. Yes, <laughs> killed for the liberal interpretation of your mission. That'll be thanks enough. Which is saying, I my thanks is you. You mm. are what I want. You alive oh. is my present. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Uh, they're both like at this point. I'm like, okay, you guys are both in love. When are you going to realize it? We're aware of it. You guys oh. just like just 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 kiss. <laughs> Do you think? just sidebar like do you think that they're separately aware of it like he's I Kieran Mm. is very aware of his feelings yes I think Lauren is becoming aware but I think at this point in the narrative like do we have does the reader have to know like I feel like the characters might already know and they're just like yeah but we can't do anything with it so why address it Mm. why make it more right right I feel like yeah Kieran I definitely agree that Kieran is aware I feel like his whole 
monologue in in 136 when he's like you know getting all angsty and when he's like <laughs> reflecting on the qualities he loves about her it's like you're you're literally just in love like it's he's so he's aware and i feel like lauren is becoming aware but i don't know if she's quite there yet like i, I think there's been some moments where she's sort of reflected on you know yeah. how much how he's gotten close and she didn't intend for them to be close and of course you know in 142 when she refused to let him back out of the partnership and told him you know she trusts him so i think I think we're getting there with Lauren, but we're not quite there yet. The little glances, especially like in the past couple episodes where she looked at him and she was just like, I hope he's happy. Or she notices yes. him smile. She's just like, I hope that he looks happy. And that yes, makes her- he looks happy. Like, that is love, Lauren. It really is. She's just, I mean, she's the blindest of all for a reason. It's just oh. like, come on, Lauren. <laughs> yes. Like, look at that man maybe in front that, of you. Maybe that big, like, ominous narration at the beginning, is that's what it's referring to. I was in love. <laughs> exactly. Wow. If only I'd known from the start was love, then it could have spared me all this heartache. It would have been different. <laughs> I could I, have kissed him I, earlier. I would be both very let down and relieved if that was terrifying. <laughs> What? I'm let down because that has bothered me since the beginning because I think if only I had realized what because it's getting to the point where I'm like if there's a detail that we're missing it's it's less of a twist and more of a major plot hole yeah like, <laughs> I know that a lot of people myself included have theorized is since of course we've seen you know the protectee you know there's that mysterious person who Kieran was kidnapped with and we've seen in various flashbacks it seems that that person is is likely dead since there was I can't remember the episode number but when Kieran has the nightmare about Lauren at the factory arc and he sort of sees the flashback of like, oh, it's like, you know, a test poor fool. And mm. so I've seen a lot of people theorize that that person was Dylan, since obviously also there's a huge mystery of what happened to Dylan. And so my guess, slash theory, I guess, is that the whole it would have been different is if they'd known from the start they had mm. that connection of Dylan <laughs> and that they sort of both could have resolve some of their traumas a little bit earlier by just having a conversation and Lauren could have figured out oh so that's what happened to Dylan <laughs> I like this new theory better she's yeah. love I like this. <laughs> that, that also I mean I would I would also I would love that <laughs> because you know I for me like what, what I'm terrified is that it all would have been different is because like oh now Kieran's dead because I didn't know something so I that theory is that's what's like what's pressing on my heart so right. I like your, uh, both of those are better <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that Kieran will not die I feel like I just the only thing that makes me feel like he won't is because if he's dead, then he can't suffer more. Oh god! Oh no! <laughs> this is how we do it. Yeah, you you make a point. No, I that that yeah. I also hold on to the fact that I think at at various points they've said some of the main theme of Purple Hyacinth is healing. I'm like, okay, you can't have healing if Kieran dies. Like okay. that's that's not how healing works. <laughs> Might be closure for victims, but you know. <laughs> well, she well, who cares about them? Which victims do we care about exactly? We exactly. Care about the paragraphs that I have gotten from Mindy over the past two years over defensive Kieran as a person and why she's not a bad person. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, I literally have to do this weekly to my husband. He like maligns our darling. It's ridiculous. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> because he murders people. <laughs> He has a reason. He was forced into it. Come on. <laughs> yes, I've said I've said this, before, but anyway. Uh, All right. Shame, shame on the husband for not understanding. Yeah, I know. I can't. Hey, you, you at least can talk to yours about it. I cannot. He's just like this story sounds dumb. Like, <gasps> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, that is a level. 
Yes. <laughs> I think you need to play the podcast on like 24 seven all the time now as retribution and you yes. know, uh, rehabilitation. <laughs> rehabilitation. <laughs> Wait, Purple Hyacinth for rehabilitation, Mindy? Are we reading the same comic? <laughs> oh, the podcast. You have to see how amazing it is. All right, whatever. <laughs> so, um, so Kieran nods and he looks down. And Lauren notices his downcast expression. He does not look happy. He doesn't look settled. You know, this should be a happy moment where they've successfully not killed someone. But no, he's not happy. And Lauren says, what's going on? Which again, just shows she is attuned to his signals. She can read his expressions. And she is sympathetic enough and open enough to talk to him about it. Mm, That's gorgeous. It's so good. Yeah. And his expression next panel is once again, like, I think just revolutionary. He, first of all, he looks like he's about to cry. Like he has the trembly lip look. Mm -hmm. And he is so vulnerable in this next conversation. Like, I don't think he's ever shared his feelings like this. Oh my God. No, no. It's, oh my God. I was, I was freaking out when I read this. (laughs) It's, it's amazing. It's, this is, okay. So, you know, what do we say? Like, you know, men have their other physical thing, but for women, like this is like emotional porn. Like Mm -hmm. emotions are our porn. This is like just makes us melt inside when people tell oh, us their absolutely. feelings. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. And yes, no, him, yeah, like so the vulnerability and him acknowledging that he's scary. Like he's he's the purple hyacinth. We're used, even though we've seen some of his vulnerable side lately, we're still used to him as being this very like you know badass person. He he is, but then you see this inside of him. We're like he's he's terrified. And he's and when you think about the fact that he's terrified, even considering all that he's been through, and he's terrified because of Lauren, and I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it. <laughs> you grin on your face, so I mean, like, I don't know what your version of I'm not okay. You're like, I'm not okay. <laughs> that's true. I'm very I'm, okay. I'm so okay. okay. I'm, 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 I am thrilled by the fact that I'm not okay. <laughs> We are, are you they're, like, they're getting emotionally torn apart. It's I love great. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, I know. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. now it's like, yeah, no, we're going from this humor to like this very serious like talk. I kind of feel bad. I feel bad that we're laughing when we're like hearing sharing his heart and pouring his heart out. I don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so he looks at her with this like incredibly vulnerable, like open not hiding anything expression he says i'm scared lauren for the first time in a very long time i am scared shitless and his face is in shadows he's not looking at her right now he says i don't want to kill again i don't want to obey them anymore i didn't have a choice before i always fought alone killing to keep up the appearance and this is the chandelier man right the mm. flashback it's the, yeah that's his oh, first oh yes killer. yes Mm-hmm. He, but the person that he's making eye contact with here, they look younger. I don't think it's Chandelier Man and this person that he's making eye contact with. He looks, I don't know. It doesn't, and they're incredibly close. Yeah. I, it was, I think it's the same panel. It looks familiar to me. Do you guys remember what episode that was in? <laughs> I can't yeah, remember. No, I, think it's, I, think, I think they're kind of like making a blurring of like all of the moments that he has like the biggest regrets. But this eye contact. Oh, looks, yeah. This is new. This is yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is very very close. Like they're they're practically touching their faces, and that kind of looks maybe could be blonde, but it that hair is not it's not black. Mm. Could be white, maybe in the correct lighting. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> I, it's chandelier man i'm pretty sure i mean the only thing that says maybe not is this art style doesn't look old but uh it looks like newer but i'm pretty sure it's chandelier man. um we'll have to go back and see if we can find yeah. that one but it, it looks it looks it looks different to me and i don't think like when he killed that guy i think he had his like his head down and when he said do it like he had his eyes shut yeah. and this yeah, is right. very close intimate eye contact so i i think this is this is different i thought you know who i thought it was first i thought it was rosa um what's his name's daughter Samman's daughter for some reason mm-hmm. anyway interesting the blue the blue eyes i don't remember that blue the blue eyes from the chandelier man i for some okay whatever we'll we'll, we'll go back <laughs> i'm sure someone has mentioned it on the discord already like i have not been on the discord because i just read it and came through here oh yeah but, like yeah i'm sure we'll you know wait i feel now i feel a duty to, to <laughs> go back and look for it yeah what episode is that where we see chandelier man it's, we it's... be professional you can ask about a panel and they will give you like a chapter number they're like oh okay. yeah this is that i'm 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 doing it i'm opening up discord <laughs> live oh, I love it. <laughs> the panel where kieran is flashing back to his murder is that chandelier man which episode do we see him kill him thank you okay All right. waiting, wait up waiting on update huh? exactly a live reaction <laughs> right live podcast question to the experts <laughs> to the experts 78 you see Bundan said in three seconds oh my god which amazing. one 78 <laughs> 78. 78. Love that. I told you. We are, yeah. we are not the true fans. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. Wait, wait. Scrolling, scrolling. Okay. Haunting. Yeah, yeah. It's the panel. It's the panel. It's, it's the panel. It's right here. See? This is 78. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. You got me, Mindy. Yeah. <laughs> My memory is worse the nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yep yep <laughs> okay uh, okay you got me i got excited for a second i was like new information <laughs> <laughs> all right so um back to the panel okay yes so yeah so he's flashing back and remembering he says i don't want to do this anymore and he thinks it was my only way to climb and get close to the leader. But things have changed since I met you. And we see another flashback of, um, what? Is this the Hanover Street thing? No, it's yeah, yeah, Hanbury Street, right? The time when like the, the streets literally mm-hmm. ran red with blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lauren tries to comfort him and she says, you're not alone in this fight anymore. With you, Doc and Tristan, we're finally gaining ground on them more than ever before. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Kieran just now he's looking at her and he says, Yes, for the first time, you make me feel like there's hope <laughs> to accomplish my goal without killing. And then he sighs and says, But it only worked this time because you knew the target. A desperate measure in a desperate moment. And he looks very intense. One you helped me pull off perfectly, but and he looks over the bridge, looking at the water. He looks regretful, he's sad. I won't be able to stage my murders indefinitely, though. It isn't a solution. They'll catch on eventually if they haven't already. I could hide, try to disappear, but if Dawkins doesn't gain ground quickly enough, they will come after you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
<sighs> like, of all, all of that. Bye-bye. Get out of here. My husband is like doing fake, fake fainting in the background. He's just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's exactly how he should be reacting. Exactly, exactly. He knows. He's finally learning. His language is sarcasm. That's all he speaks. Oh my god! Oh, just the, the way Karen is just—he's—he's he's basically at this point just straight up confessing his love. Like it's you know in in one forty two. I was talking to some friends earlier about this. You know, we we have um him saying he's not indifferent to what happens to Vaughn, just like, you know, the understatement of the century. And then in this episode, we get him basically saying that she's his most, the most important person to him because if, if he's terrified, they'll come after her and if they do, it will work. He will do whatever they want to keep her safe and just, oh, I, yeah. That's Can't it. even form words. That's, that's, that's that. That's it. It's, oh, it's- that's I wrote for you a couple months ago. That's exactly what happened. Only that that was yeah. It was yeah, different. it was not the ending. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, was not, we did not get the same ending. Oh <laughs> oh no. Because this is what we love to torture ourselves with pain. <laughs> uh, I mean, are you really a PH fan if you don't love exactly love this story? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, no, the the development. I'm just like, when is he just going to come out and say it that he's in love with her? Like he's clearly aware of it. It's and basically, he's just he basically said it. The ball is exactly the man exactly <laughs> exactly. He's he's all but confessed. Like this this is a love confession. He just didn't quite say the words "I love you," but like it, it is a love confession. Lauren, like she she makes some progress. If you have a little like the little like hand touch, like that's that's nice, Lauren. But like, <laughs> when are you gonna do more than that? <laughs> like, come on, yeah. we're all waiting. <laughs> like the man did like assault her and like other stuff but you know true but but she feel like she's i think she's over that i mean we've i feel like in in 142 i feel like that kind of proved once and for all when she was you know saying like i'm i'm not afraid of you and who you are taking off his glasses just to really show you know him and not like the archivist him well another thing i'm just like the another thing that's kind of been a theme in the in the story consistently anyway so far has been uh lauren kind of kind of seeing through her own ignorance like looking at Mm. herself how she held herself up to the standard and she thought this was this and the police were this and our city is this and then slowly starting to learn that it's not everything she thought she was and she's not everything she thought she was and there are flaws in places she didn't expect to see flaws so I think like one of the potentially one of the biggest things that could be is if she is going to love Kieran like that what does that say about her as a person mm. and is that is that a character is that is that going to be a um something that she's going to conflict with herself as her character or I don't know if that's going to be addressed I kind of hope that it might be as kind of a reason why she might struggle with those feelings um right I, right I guess we'll have to see because like deep down she knows what he is like she said earlier, like that she's not afraid of him, but being afraid of him and being okay with aligning herself with him and giving her heart something like that, that's a completely different thing. That is true. That is true. So I know I, she, I, sorry, didn't cut you off. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, no, I definitely agree with all of that. I know also in that same episode, 142, when before Kieran enters the room and she's sort of, you know, thinking about things, she's like thinking about the fact that her parents were apostles and she sort of like thinks into herself and sort of smirks like, oh, like, you know, there's their daughter, like, you know, <laughs> working with the Purple Heist, like, you know, working with like a notorious assassin. And so I feel like on some level, she's okay with it in the sense of like, the fact that she's able to like think think that and even like smirk to herself like, haha, I can't believe I'm working with the Purple Hyacinth. But, but under- also, 
yeah there under- is yeah implication though that the ends justify the means her falling in love there is no ends justify me exactly so- yeah no I, it'll be really interesting to sort of see her crap with that a little bit and sort of re- I, I, yeah I want her to realize since I don't think she is fully aware I want her to sort of realize that she has developed these feelings for him and is sort of in love with him and sort of be like wait how do I like like am, am I yes. okay with like I'm feeling these things yes. like how do I feel about the fact that I'm having these feelings for him like, like he's what <laughs> in a similar way that she reconciled how do I reconcile the love for my parents knowing that they were apostles like she where she had that moment she's just like what so what does that mean what did what the people that they were is that memory intact and she had to question that it would be kind of mm. cool to see something like along those lines kind of reflected back be like yeah. okay, what what because she's like really having to question what's right and wrong this entire time yeah so absolutely. to turn it back around and make it kind of a similar thing as long as they don't drag it on for 50 chapters or 100 chapters <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting I, I actually think that she kind of is past that stage just from how she interacts I totally hear your point logically I just I do see like from her reaction I think she accepts him as he is um but listen I think there's always room for that yeah so Lauren's trying to comfort him and reassure him right Kieran's being all worried and she's trying to like calm him, <laughs> calm him down she says Everyone is going to make their move in the next few days, maybe in a matter of hours. And she's can we pause? What? Can we pause for just two seconds? Just because I love the switch from her face where he goes, and if they get you, it will work. And we've got the shocked look on her face. And then she transitions and she's like, Well, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this girl is not comfortable with her emotions completely. Mm. Well, I, I don't like she's not ready to confront it. She's like, Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, I'm the source of blackmail. Anyway, moving on. You know what we <laughs> do. <laughs> I think it's also interesting how lately, the past like several episodes, we've seen a lot of her comforting Kieran. Like again, you know, in a, f- a few panels later, we see her reassuring him that he did the right thing, which is you know similar to how in 135 she tells him that you're choosing to stay within the Phantom size, take it down. Like you, know, you, you made the right choice. And I think it's just, it's really interesting how. Yeah, lately we've been getting a lot of Kieran scared for Lauren and Lauren just completely deflecting that and refusing to let him be scared and just being like, no, you're, we're, we're, I'm fine. You're fine. We're fine. Like we're going to get through this together. You made, you're doing the right thing. And it's just, I just, I love that. (laughs) I love, there was a commenter who said that, uh, I forget which, uh, on that chapter that she said, Kieran tried to break up and Lauren (laughs) their vows. Yes, yes, I told that one as well. (laughs) I love that. Mm, that's great yeah and she like turns toward him you see her hand like sneaking forward on the bridge railing (laughs) why does she look like like a man in this panel though like why (laughs) i know she does not no no i noticed that she she has just looked at the suit but i feel like she makes it work oh whatever it's it's fine (laughs) there there, there can be a bad drawing here and there or you know (laughs) Less identical. Ah, different angle. <laughs> yeah. And she says, the royals know the apostle's identity. The parlay is getting closer and closer. And now she puts her hand on his shoulder. And she says, everything is and will be changing, Kieran. You and I will not be their priority. But what? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. The- <sighs> wow. The intimacy. And again, with just, the, the, we've been getting so much of this lately and it's just like again with 
I think it's, yeah, 135 again, where she has a similar thing. She puts her hand on his shoulder to sort of, like, comfort and reassure him. And it's just the, the little shoulder touches. I'm just like, they're they're so good. Just the way she keeps doing them, just to sort of, like, yeah, we're almost, off, almost off for a coffee. Um, but, yeah, the way she keeps just reassuring him with the, the hand on the shoulder, and it's just, it's so good. <sighs> this is, like... Our, but I don't know about you, my heart is racing just to oh, yes. alone. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, you know, my husband was like, okay, you know, oh, I actually thought he asked, don't be too late. He actually asked me not to move something because I had terrible hearing, so I couldn't hear what he said. But anyway, I was like, no, this is a really exciting episode. I can't make it short tonight. You had, and I'm going to be yelling really loud. So if you want to go to sleep, just like try to go to sleep. I'm going to be yelling because it's in, it's in my bedroom <laughs> that I'm recording. So I'm like, <laughs> yes. Um, like, us purple, why i'm like she put her hand on his shoulder because he put his hand in her face and he's be oh like, my god <laughs> the reality of us purple highs in the fans though they're like man they must have like kissed like somebody like, <laughs> up, like, oh, like she touched his shoulder yes, yes. Like, it's, it's you you to this level like um <laughs> You know the slow burn is real when we're freaking out this much over shoulder touches and a cheek caress. Like we're okay. losing our collective minds because of that. And it's like you you know it's a real slow burn. <laughs> I I stand firmly by the fact that a, a cheek touch is one of the most mm. romantic things that can ever be done. It is more that romantic one. than anything else. Yeah. I value it personally and mm. like way more than any other physical gesture that has ever been done. Valid. It's yeah. that. It's, so that and tearful forehead kisses. <sighs> it's just it's it's so soft and emotional. <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. Uh, I need it. Yes. <laughs> oh, seriously, indeed. <laughs> and, and this is why the podcast is comprised ninety nine point nine nine percent of women. There has been. Like- <laughs> Males on this podcast because <laughs> the women have different tastes and they like different I love them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, male gaze versus female gaze. It's a real thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So now that we're not at all finished bugging out. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not finished bugging out. There's more to come. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Always. Always. Oh, and it's it's just beautiful. And he's accepting it. He's just looking down, dejected, and he's accepting the shoulder touch and he's accepting the comfort. It's so beautiful, and they're so close, and it's so amazing. That, that he's past the point where he looks at the touch in shock. Like, he's no longer mm. at the point where her touch is just like, oh my gosh, she's coming within three feet of me. Back Yeah, the way he just sort of, like, dips his head slightly and sort of just ex- accepts her comfort, accepts her touch. <laughs> Let's himself be comforted by her words, even oh. though he's still scared. Oh, God. Oh, Hmm. okay words words (laughs) nevertheless i'm scared that they'll discover you help me on top of everything else that we've done together i'm scared and then he looks at her oh god okay i'm scared i'll be cornered into doing it again and more than anything (laughs) okay he takes his hand and he uh, i can't (laughs) What's it? <laughs> breathe. You gotta breathe. Deep breath. Deep breath. Again. No, you can do this. And he puts it. You can't get it. He puts it on her, on her face, under her nose. It touches her face. 
and then he takes his whole hand and he he just puts it on her cheek. <laughs> All three of us here have never been touched by a man. <laughs> intimate and so emotional and just so soft I just I, that's what I can't get past just the the yeah the, that like soft tender affection between them it's just it's it's so good and I'm ah. <laughs> I know that we're focused on the eyes and the facial expressions but I would kill for full body shots of this I mean, oh yeah I need the body language but not just the eyes I need the shoulders I need the hands I need to know how many inches of space are in between each body. <laughs> <sighs> uh, we need yeah. a we need to write this moment I, oh, I absolutely right but I might just send no I can't know I don't have time but anyway <laughs> I want to do it because this is just this is just this this is just Jesus finally like saying without words I love you this is like unprecedented absolutely uh and just the expressions like I, as much as I want the full body shots as well I love the close-ups on the faces just to see just that look of surprise in Lauren's face and just and then in the next panel just that intensity in Kieran's gaze like his brows are furrowed together as he's caressing her cheek I Oh, I was losing it. I'm still losing it. We are lost. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just have to point out, though, like, as they look at each other and she's looking, the one that flinches and snaps out of it as they look like they're getting closer, it's Kieran. It's not Lauren. Lauren's just, like, there. So it is Kieran's, the, Kieran's the one that says, like, Lauren is, like, she's got that lower lip drop thing, like, she's breathing heavy or whatever, but she didn't back away. He's the one who backed away. I think it's really interesting if, if I, I, yeah, when you, when you, I feel like we've seen recent things, like, in terms of, you know, the whole, everything which happened in 42, like, I feel like, you know, in 142, then we do see Lauren telling him she's not afraid of him, she trusts him, and so I feel like we've seen that Lauren has kind of forgiven him for that and really has moved past, but then you still see Kieran, like, in 136, you know, touching the sketch of her and seeing the graphite turn to blood on his fingers. And so I feel like it, to me, it seems very clear. Moved on and healed from that trauma. Kieran still is tormented by the guilt he feels over having hurt Lauren. And I think he's still scared of letting himself be close to her because he still feels like, oh, you know, I don't deserve this. Like she deserves better than me. And so, yeah, of course yeah. he wanted to pull away because he, he, he doesn't like himself. <laughs> anyway, we're like making the same expression the whole time <laughs> i love that I love consistently for you mindy the the karen self-hatred instantly makes you like it turns you into a puddle like every time you're like, <laughs> i'm a sucker for traumatized men it's not normal okay in my real Valid. life oh like, no, the, more no. trauma, the more i am in love with them oh, no i've always been like this just like Kieran tried to tell Lauren. <laughs> well, Colin. Yeah, yeah it is. that's how it is. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's I was so uh, yeah. away. I was like hoping. I was like, maybe, maybe they're gonna do some more. I know. But they did it. Oh, I did one. 
like I no, I was just like no, that's not that. I didn't even that thought didn't even enter my head. Like it took me a second. Or like, oh, is that an almost kiss? I didn't even think about it. Like, <laughs> well, I was literally trying to analyze the panels. I was like looking at the angle of Lauren's face when you said mentioned that her mouth lower mouth was open. It's like is she leaning mm. in for a kiss? Is that like is she moving forward? Oh my god! Oh, body shot. I need <laughs> Oh, seriously. Oh my God. And I can only imagine what my husband thinks right now as I'm screaming in the living room. <laughs> oh my God. It's not what you think. It's not. Oh but, man, that's so good. Hey, honey. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, this just reminds yeah. me of remember- what episode was it? I can't, it was, um, oh my gosh. Don't remember. I can't, I can't remember episode number. There was the episode, the first episode it was in the cave and he was taking off his shirt and that that episode was just lust, lust, lust. And second episode, gnarly guilt, it was 136 maybe? It was- Yeah, um, 135, 136. 135. It was all emotion. And yeah, he still had his shirt off, but we were just like so heartbroken for him. Like we didn't even mention it because we are mm. here most of the time. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh. yeah. Only thing I love more than a shirtless man is a shirtless traumatized man. So now, yeah, he unfortunately pulls his hand away, which makes me very upset. But whatever, there's there's more time. There's more time, and yeah, I think he pulled his whole body away because look, he's like pretty far from her here. Um, in the next shot on the bridge, he turns around. He's not facing her anymore. But then there's a whoosh because Lauren comes back to him, and she don't let him get away with this pulling away business. She comes back and she puts her hand on his hand. Physical contact is reinitiated. Oh, she says, you made the right choice, Kieran. <laughs> the affirmation. The it's validation. so good. <laughs> no, what about the tears in the eyes directly afterwards? Like, you can see yeah. them right Oh, my God, it's so eyes. true. I know, I know. I just, because I was reading it, like, right before I came, right? I didn't. It's, I'm he's, he's to bed tonight. <laughs> That's it. I'm sobbing myself to sleep. Oh my gosh. He's, he's actually, he's like oh, about to cry because Lauren is reassuring him again for the second time in, in recent episodes, reassuring him that, yeah, he, he made the right choice. He's done the right thing. And that he talk- is a good person. I just. Oh. Uh, and like, w- forget the last time, like, he cried. When's the last time he cried in front of somebody? Like, cried, period. Like, have we even seen him cry? No. The old, we, this is, this is all a first. Like, we, we did get some tears in his eyes in 136, I think. I mean, again, it wasn't in front of anyone. It was just by himself. But when yeah. he was sort of, yeah, like thinking about like the the painting and everything, the discussion with Lawrence, but we did see tears. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually like tearing up in front of Lauren. That's that's big. Lauren is a safe space. This is just heaven. Heaven in a in a in a phone or whatever device. Oh, heaven mm-hmm. in pixels. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe I missed that. What was wrong with me? Wow. Oh no. 
You just so, got off the this. You, we, we went straight from shoulder touch to cheek touch to hand touch. So you were still like, like yeah. the brain was still exploding. You did not notice. The yeah. Eye. <sighs> oh, and she continues. She's like, no matter the consequences, no matter what awaits us, notice the us. It's the us. They're together. Yes. Mm. And the, the water behind, by the way, just saying, makes a nice setting. Like, mm, like, definitely. The shimmering blue water matching his eyes. <laughs> He's got gorgeous eyes. Anywho. Oh, um, absolutely. Yes. Obviously a sucker for blue eyes, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you made the right choice. We'll manage from then on. Which happens to be, as an aside, I love that philosophy. Where, like, you just do the right thing and whatever the consequences are, you just have to always do the right thing. And like, whatever happens, happens. Mm. I love that. I think that's the only way to live life. So I'm very happy about that. <laughs> and he shuts his eyes. <laughs> oh, no. <It> so sad. <laughs> so sad. Oh, oh my God. It's really, it's just, just, yeah, just the way he just, yeah, closes his eyes and just like, like fully absorb her words and just take it all in and just think about what she said. And just, uh it's, my heart and it's more vulnerability like he's showing her how seriously mm. affecting him emotionally how worried he is how stressed out he is like definitely really really just being all out there and then lauren you know makes it funny she's like besides don't forget I'm, <laughs> combat. I'm fairly sure i'll be able to defend myself which i'm like oh my god you guys are like walking around a bullet to your head right now would knock you out yes! <laughs> you be lauren like not to mention didn't kieran just get his butt beat to a pulp just like you know 40 episodes back and like walking around with internal bleeding like and be like oh but i'll be fine (laughs) yeah i guess i i interpret it more as just again with her trying to comfort him like yes it is true that if if finicide actually comes for them they're in deep shit and I, Mm -hmm. i it's been hinted at for so long that something with either Lauren's gonna go into the underworld or something's gonna happen. Like I'm just I'm just waiting for that. There's been so many hints, so much, so many things leading up. I'm like something's something big is gonna happen. Um, but yeah, so I, I and so when it when it does, since I think it will happen, it's gonna yes. be a problem. But I think in this moment, Lauren is just too, yeah, trying to lighten the mood of humor the way he often yes. does with her. Mm. Which is just But she but she is still overconfident. I don't think she's yes. fully understands. No what they're capable of and Definitely. then also, i think kieran lauren and the readers are all uh, sitting at a table and we're all connected to the same like electrical shocker and seth and a soft i can't speak they're holding the switch yeah. that we're all just like waiting to get zapped and we don't know what's gonna happen yeah no i feel like also with with this episode yeah of course there's been numerous comments throughout the course of this season about lauren like, we don't want him to go into the underworld. So trying to tell Kira, like, oh, like, I'm just as good for that. And he'd be like, nope. Um, and then again, with this episode of him saying that he doesn't want to kill anymore, but then with also oh. saying that, you know, if if they, like, you know, if they if they use Lauren to blackmail him, it would work. I'm just like, is this setting up something big? Like, is, is something going to happen to Lauren? Or are we going to see him, like, go full-on rage mode to protect Lauren? Because I kind of feel like we might. We, this, 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 this is missing out. Who did this to you, moment? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, yes. wow. The uh, We're just honestly, like, yeah, we're like, sign us up for all the tropes. All sure. We're all in one bed. Come on, let's let's just throw them all in. Let's do it all. No, sometimes I'm like, 
as an English major, I'm like, I should whatever, like, you know, try and think of like, I should appreciate like original story ideas. And I do, but sometimes I'm just like, just give me all the tropes, give me all the cliches. I just, I just want it. Just please. I don't care how cliche it is. Just give it to me. Like (laughs) make the story the equivalent of my archive of our own tag filters. Like exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just help me with all the emotional cliches, please. Yeah. I'm like literally at the point where I flip through a book what to decide whether to read it or not. I'm like, if there's no romance, I'm not reading it. I'm sorry. I have better things to do with my life. Valid. <laughs> right, valid. I got into my book. Hold on. <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll make an exception for some books. For fiction books. <laughs> and then Kieran laughs back and he's like, oh, you think you can beat my ass? I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> and she smiles because I think she's like kind of happy that she, like you said, lightened the mood. And mm-hmm. she's proud of herself. Oh, okay, and that's the end of that scene. Have we properly processed that scene? No, <laughs> no, never. No. <laughs> I have my emotional support animal. It's not working. <laughs> that's why no. you came across it tonight. You knew it knew when it you needed it needed to be there for you. Yeah. Oh, she's like, like purple hide since chapter one fifty one. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I am not but like. I love also how Lauren has become this the sarcastic, flirty oh. one to make all the jokes, and Kieran's the one just like following her around because it used to be the other way around. Kieran was the sarcastic, yeah. flirty one, and now Lauren's taking up that role, and I kind of love it. Yes, yeah, no, I think it is really interesting how, yeah, again, like yeah, that the roles have been flipped. I feel like you know, I think I think it's important it's development for both of them because you know Lauren is kind of emotionally closed off in a lot of ways and so she's sort of you know, loosening up and allowing herself to like yeah flirt a little bit and and joke around and and not be so serious and uptight and kieran who mm-hmm. uses the sarcasm as like a mask is sort of letting himself be vulnerable and actually yeah. genuinely open up and i just i love those developments so much mm. they're made for each other it's a match made in they heaven. really are yeah match made in hell she said they were match made in hell but i don't care she was wrong yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she's I mean, not a bad one, so it's I don't know. <laughs> I think one of the things there's always something that you can say, like as far as like, um, you know, you know, Mindy, I've always had certain criticisms as far as like some of the things, like the pacing, some of the the uh, plot choices, and that kind of thing that you can always discuss for like hours. But one of the things that I, I really appreciate that it's always done really well is that at least, especially with Lauren and Kieran's character, that has remained as far as I can tell anyway it's consistent we haven't seen anything out of character we've seen the the go from him being sarcastic and quippy to now being vulnerable it's been smooth it's been slow I think it's been as natural as it could be Mm. and that's hard to pull off with a you know traumatized male assassin character like (laughs) it's not easy to do and I love how it's been so gradual to the point where we can barely notice it happening Mm -hmm. until we look at point a to point b and then we see it yes and I love that really well and I can't like that you know I just want to give credit where credit's due oh definitely no I think it's also I fully fully agree with all of that I think also for me having entered the ph fandom fairly recently my you know seasons one and two I just binge completely where season three you know I binged the beginning of it and then since Circus Arc 2.0 have been reading it weekly and I'm honestly I, I'm not looking forward to the hiatus obviously but but once there is a hiatus I'm looking forward to rereading all of season three and bingings I feel like it's so interesting there are so many like that slow development like you said it's, it's very smooth 
and really well done. And I think since it is so smooth and so slow, it's the type of thing where you don't even really realize until you sort of you know, go through and sort of read it more quickly. Because week to week, instead of just just like it's it's so subtle, it's hard to notice the change. So they're like, oh wait a second, we're at this point. When did we get here? That's yeah. You go back, like oh wait a second. <laughs> so, yeah, there there has been a lot of development. Hundred percent. I I love what you said, Meg, because like I read a lot of webtoons, and some of them the romance is it's not even a matter of how fast it is the characters are just not that well built up like they don't have mm. the personalities like their story progression is just not satisfying and this is so satisfying when we're freaking out because of how well built up it is and how meaningful it is and how their characters yeah. have been you know shown to be first of all, like the opposite right the emotional switch has been tremendous like i um mostly i was going to ask you like which books do you read about storytelling because one of the books that I read that really impacted how I view stories is Story by Robert McKee. And he talks about how we feel the impact of uh, like a scene change with the the emotion has to switch from like a positive to negative or negative to positive. And that gives you um, like impact. So mm. the reason that this is so meaningful to us is because they changed completely. Like Kieran went from, you know, distressful all alone. And Lauren also went from pretty solitary and alone and prideful and now they're together and they're open and it's just the switch is what makes it so meaningful yes absolutely no it's for sure actually I haven't really read that many books on storytelling as a craft I feel like it's obviously doing English literature is my undergrad major the topic comes up a lot when analyzing books but it's sort of more just like for that specific book and sort of yeah you build knowledge and sort of overall looking at a whole bunch of books but no I fully agree that yeah you you need that that emotion, that emotional aspect. And I feel like, yeah, whether it's webtoons or other books, there are many stories I've read which just, yeah, lack that that grip. And sort of there isn't that that buildup and you sort of, you don't get to see those character arcs either at all or like as smoothly. And it's just, yeah, the the pacing in Purple Heist, and at least for the, the Lockyer relationship, I think it's just been so well done because yeah, it really, it has felt very smooth and sort of like a natural progression. Of course, there have been bumps along the road, but in, in ways which feel very natural. And sort of, it's, it's really such a treat to watch them both developing on their own and then also how that impacts the, the development of their relationship together. Yeah, I mean, there's not, we wouldn't be freaking out every over every shoulder or cheek touch over most two characters. Exactly. <laughs> it literally reduces us to like, we're, we're like, we're, we're, <laughs> putting over here Minnie's hands are going all over the screen <laughs> like we're all puddles like not every character can do that or pull that off that level of exactly that much and that's good like you can't you can't argue with you can't argue with things of the hot <laughs> yes not not everything can turn three adult women into blushing schoolgirls. you know <laughs> yes. I don't know it's impressive the purple highs it's good women but you know right. <laughs> Yes, I, I like <laughs> that's funny. All right, so now we move on to the second half of the chapter, which, by the way, is a very Sophan F thing to do. They have like a chapter, and sometimes they have like you know a couple of kind of scenes or pieces, and then they always end with something like intriguing or mysterious. I'm not gonna lie, it, it cut to black, and I was like, I don't care anymore. Like this really? is. <laughs> And well, I do not care what happens now. <laughs> I will die happy. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I don't even need to see anymore. It's fine. <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> so but yeah but this is like a typical thing they do they end the chapter with something that you know compels us forward and that you know mm -hmm. wants us makes us wanting to know more and so it's our hollis police headquarters um this is not district nine uh district 11 i mean right yeah i was wondering that it's hard to tell which precinct it is 
Yeah. Because we haven't seen the exterior of the eleventh precinct. And we have we seen it a little yeah. bit, but we haven't seen it's it very gray. much. I don't I don't think it looks like this. It's like gray, it has the big glass doors in front. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like square. This has this is, you know, more has higher floors. I don't know. I don't think yeah. this, this is a different building. Yeah, I'm not gonna say apparently I don't remember panels at all. So like I can <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. I I yeah. Since we've only seen the exterior like a few times, I couldn't remember exactly what it looks like, but I th I think I think you are correct. I mean, we could go look back at it again, but I'm pretty sure also it says like eleventh precinct or something. Um, I yeah, I think we saw it fairly recently. Um, whatever. Yeah, but I guess I guess I'm being. I'm Doesn't really matter. It's 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 a precinct at this <laughs> moment in time. I don't think it it matters too much which particular precinct it is, but it seems like yeah, perhaps likely not the eleventh. <laughs> yeah, and we have our dear Sandman in front. He's very excellently silhouetted the white light around mm -hmm. him i love the lighting oh my gosh the lighting is, uh, so the lighting is always so good in reply since it is it's amazing i yes it's awesome and he has this briefcase which as we can assume this is the briefcase of all the evidence that he's gathered I, that's what i'm assuming against the the ps which is like his last call before he like is like well shoot me now i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. i mean i i i feel uh, it's very sad. It, it's a very mm -hmm. decisive moment. He, you know, he looks up at, at the precinct. I think he's like kind of looking his last night, basically, or like last day mm. in the face. He has a cigar in his mouth, the final pleasure, you know, like the last supper type of thing, last meal and request. And he he's looking at the flag of our Hollis. And I think that he's thinking, you know, I'm doing this for our Hollis. I'm doing this for the citizens. You know, right. I think it's also interesting, like there's there's that as well, but then also so much of what we've gotten lately is the reflection like yes of course the fandom scythe is bad they're a literal terrorist organization but also the royal family your, have come back your tablet moved did you see that oh yeah <laughs> it moved it moved pan like yeah right. it did <laughs> it might yes yeah your tablet just moved what? right yeah <laughs> i was just tracking thing i don't know i was looking at mossy's face i was not looking at mine i don't know <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. The mysterious haunted tablet. Um, but oh yeah, so I think it's interesting. Yeah, looking at it, so maybe thinking, you know, doing it for Art Hollis. But I think there's also I interpret it as thinking since, uh, yeah, again, the Phantom Scythe is bad, but the royal family has also committed a lot of crimes, like with Snapdragon. And in so many ways, the Phantom Scythe is a response to all of their crimes. Of course, you know, it started out as a peaceful organization and then became what it is because of the massacre. Um, and so I can't remember how much we know about how Sandman got involved in the Phantom Side to begin with, but I wondered if it was sort of partly like a sense of just, yeah, thinking about like the, the city as a whole, but also of course it's the crest of the royal family and sort of thinking about like the crimes they've done. And sure, taking down the Phantom Side is great, it's very important, but also what what are you going to do about the other other issues in the city? What are you going to do about the royal family and all of their crimes and sort of the the bigger issues at play? Yeah, I think that you're right. You know, and th that's probably like part of his equation. It's like a, a probably a bittersweet moment for him. He's like, I'm taking down the PS, but then what? So mm. I think I think you're right. But you know, at some point you have if you have limited choices, you have to make the best choice out of what you have. And yeah. No. I yeah. Anyway, I think taking on the Phantom Side is obviously uh, a good a good thing to do. <laughs> they are a literal terrorist organization. Um, but I think it's just yeah it. 
there's there's been one of the things I really love about Full House as a whole is sort of how it's there's sparked so many dis dis discussions between like Lauren and Kieran when they went to Great Chapel and sort of learning about Snapdragon sort of the issue of like yes the Phantom Scythe needs to be stopped but also they first arose to address a different issue and taking out the Phantom Scythe will get rid of this this one threat this one terrorist organization but yeah what what then how do you deal with the the fact that the royal family how do you deal with the, the issue they were created to address that's still going to be there it solves one problem but could potentially lead to another problem just rising up to to meet that same issue mm -hmm. yeah i wish we would be more of sand that's one of the things that i wish that feels like missing it feels like almost with sandman i've loved his character i love the short little glimpses we've seen him but the information he drops almost feels like convenient information. Like, I wish we got mm. to see more of his story. I wish we got to mm. see part more of the investigating of his side and what he did rather than just like the little glimpses that we got. Because at the end of the day, like, Purple Hyacinth is a mystery and I like watching mm. the process. And I wish that we got to see more of that or at least maybe saw Lauren help him with it rather than just mm. have that one conversation rather than just him disappear completely. Right. Because at this point, it just feels like, his information all of a sudden is just very convenient information drops be like oh you exactly. want to know how much well here is a suitcase that co conveniently explains everything <laughs> right. um i i wish we got to see more of sandman in his process i wish lauren got to work with him more because mm. saying the end of this episode looks ominous and i don't know how much more we're gonna get a sandman i think we might be happy yeah. <laughs> yeah i no i i agree with that i'm i'm holding out hope that we'll see Kieran's Sandman interactions. I think Sandman is going to die, but I hope that before he dies, we'll get to see him and Kieran interact. Of course, Kieran was the one who murdered his daughter, but also, you know, Sandman is sort of. I, I feel like it would be a really interesting reflection. I feel like I know a lot of people have talked about how <clears throat> Sandman could, in some ways, sort of be like a almost like a father figure to Kieran in sort of a weird, slightly twisted way. But like, of course, they they both have a and grief and it's it's i think it should be a really interesting dynamic just to see them interact and i think there are yeah they, they've had in some ways similar experiences so i think it could be really beneficial to sort of have them connect and i just please let sandman live a little bit longer at least so you can talk to karen <laughs> I, I know this sounds awful but i hope that sandman is the one that is the ominous he's dead i hope it's sandman I hope it's not like oh, anyone yeah. else. that was our original theory way back then and then we we kind of forgot about him and put doc up as the the proponent instead but i do think it's sandman now but I, are, yeah, that could work. We're gonna I have hope a so. Like, I hope I, so. Yeah, so I also like thought that it would be nice if he and Kieran had a moment. But honestly, just from the way this panel, like this episode ends, where he throws away the cigar and it's like down on the floor and the light is dying, like the fire is dying. And then he's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, he's heading to the building. I think mm -hmm. that is just very symbolic that his life is ending. I don't think yeah. we're going to see him on the page anymore. No, I, and I, I totally see your point and I even mostly agree with you. I just don't want it to be true. <laughs> like, I think in some ways, yeah, it really is. It's like a great sort of symbolic death. Yeah, sort of, I mean, yeah, either, because I feel like, yeah, since he's heading into the police department, obviously he has the information on the Phantom Scythe, but also he's a criminal. He's not just like an innocent bystander who's collected this information. And so, you know, he's mm -hmm. giving us information, but he could be arrested and we all know what happens to, to phantoms who are in APD custody. They don't, they don't last very long. <laughs> I don't what think if, he want, he's not giving himself up though. Cause otherwise he would have gone in the middle of the day. What if like Kieran is ordered to kill him and Kieran doesn't want to, but Sandman's like, it's okay, go ahead. Oh yes. That, that oh, would Lord be man. so it's good. His first oh. and last murder. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yes. What if Lauren's there and she says goodbye and they make it 
it. What if- oh, I, I do not want to see that. That is too much. Sorry, girl. Too much. <laughs> too much. I'm all for Kieran being sent to the Sandman, but like, no, 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 just, just, uh, Kieran and Lauren. Imagine this, like, Lauren's holding her hands and Kieran's standing behind him and Sandman's just holding, he's like, I'm sorry, Red, and then the sword comes through and they all cry and then Kieran's on one side and Lauren's on the other. No. That's hiding him in the countryside or something. No. (laughs) Oh, God, that would hurt so much. That would, that would be tragically beautiful, though. That would be awkward. (laughs) <laughs> it just be tragic. It came, no, it came full circle because at this point, like they're all making the biggest sacrifices in the world, but they've all like come together on what it is that they're sacrificing for, and these these revenge and like the fact that he murdered his daughter. It doesn't matter because they all found something greater. Like it's oh, kind of beautiful. It can't end in death, though. No, it's not. Sorry, self sacrifice like that is is not noble for me. I, I think he should try yeah, to make yeah. some effort to save his life and like hide him or something. That's what I think. But anywho. But so we have two minutes left and I, I don't want to like do another meeting again. Oh, yeah. So what are our <laughs> final thoughts? Oh wait, I guess um our humans are corner first favorite panel. What's your favorite panel in this episode? Okay, mine is obviously this panel. We don't have to ask questions. The one with the hand, you know, on the face. Mm. Uh, oh God, there's there's so many good ones. I think I think mine is also the cheek caress. It's a little bit hard to choose. There's so many good ones, but I think I think I'm gonna have to go with the cheek caress. <laughs> yeah, cheek caress, or when she like settles up to him and grabs his arm, and he's just like looking down, and she's just like, "Hey, it's okay." That one's good too. Yeah, probably definitely the cheek caress. I, I mean, I need full body shots. Yes, <laughs> when. <laughs> Right, if you had to describe your feelings like looking up as Kira's like looking down on her and holding her cheek I needed to know is there six inches between them is there 12 inches how how, <laughs> how many inches no. inches <laughs> exactly no. like we could have done a month take off a month and give me the full body shot so like just I will be fine I will make it for a couple weeks without episodes just <laughs> give me full lighting full like everything just give it to me you know I, I, all I angles it, yeah. 360 degrees uh, yeah. Yes. yes 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 i need it all make you make the entire chapter that moment just exactly ah one word one word to describe mm-hmm. the your feelings at this moment vulnerability emotional okay. <laughs> euphoric uh, <laughs> ah, it was so that. nice Thank you so much, Mossy and Meg. This was a great episode to do together. Oh, yes. Mossy, great meeting. So you fun to and... finally join. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. This was such a nice episode. Mm. Uh, it was thank so you. good. I'm so glad I joined. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I like the <laughs> kitty and the tracking. Tracking. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, she knows when the podcast is over. <laughs> exactly. Right. She knows it's time. I'm afraid we're just going to like cut out. So I'm gonna oh, yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thank you to my current patrons Susie, Lady Libris, Lily, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Anne Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Esther, and Watching You People, Emily, Jean, Jen, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Teresa, Mrs. Gastaldo, and Emma Cora. Your support is truly appreciated.